Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I am Mike Watts. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it took for Mike and I to get here to you all today. The ups, the downs of getting this podcast started. Uh, Before we jump in today's topic, Mike, you were writing in the rain this morning. Tell me about it. That's hilarious because... (laughs) Uh, I was writing in the rain, but it also leads into the previous conversation we had before we started recording, talking about how people are addicted to the gym, but they're addicted to like the pre-workout before they go to the gym. Right. And it leads into this rain because I've been seeing rain everywhere, this drink, right? This Mm. energy drink product. And it's like the new one on the block. So it's the Red Bull's, you know, sister product that's there. And I, so I was like, let me try it. So I looked at the ingredient list. And of course, there's some stuff that's not very good. And they, it showed like 130 gram, milligrams of caffeine. I was like, okay. And it's not I'm crazy. Not a coffee, no, I'm not it's a not coffee like, drinker. Yeah. Like any of, maybe it was more than that or something. I'm not sure. But it was a lot, right? I don't drink coffee. I have like a tea product from this company called Usana, who we've been a representative of their products for over a decade now. It's a direct sales company and it's just green tea. It's a natural flavor. That's just more of a natural energy. So Mm -hmm. I had the rain product when I was moving in Maine and getting everything ready. And I drank half of the can because I was like, if I drink too much, I'm going to feel like crap. I was wired for the next (laughs) six hours. I was just like out of my mind. I was like, what's happening? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you do pre-workout? Yeah. I use a company called PE science. Um, They like our, known for kind of being like minimal ingredient. And I think mine has like a hundred around what you said, 120 or 130 milligrams of caffeine, which like a good cup of coffee is like 80. So it's like almost, you know, it's about a, and the other thing is I would say it's like a cup and a half, but the dilemma is that if you actually take one of your mugs from your ca- mm-hmm. uh, cabinet, like that is not what a cup of coffee is. So like, you know, you pour a cup, but it's oh, really like a like, normal. Yes. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, our coffee mugs are all these like huge things that fit like probably three and a half cups of coffee. Right. Uh, without right. exaggerating, but then <laughs> right. you fill it up to six cups in your coffee maker and then you pour it out and you're like, there's only two cups left. And you're like, yeah. Cause you just right. fucking drank four cups of coffee. <laughs> um, right. Cause like, yeah, that's a traditional cup of coffee is, is like eight ounces. Eight ounces. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody has, uh, who has an eight ounce? No, nobody. I mean, usually like, I mean, I do, but they're, I never use them for like morning coffee because I'm like, (laughs) I get asked to drink three of these things. Um, So yeah, but I try not to, if I take my pre-workout, I don't have caffeine the rest of the day. Or if I do, it's a tea. It's like an Earl Grey or something like that. Um, So I do try to be aware of my caffeine intake um just purely because of like you were saying like i i'll get jittery and i'll be like why why do i feel so a- anxious and i'm like oh it's because i had like cold brew this afternoon and i had my pre-workout um so yeah but that's it what really I do throws my me. mind off like it's yeah. just like can't think can't right. function Right. Well, like I'll go to the gym and I can tell who's like i always say they're on pre-workout kind of like they're on drugs right like mm. Oh, that person's on Coke, right? Like, <laughs> like, yep. cause you could tell cause they're like, they're just like above hyped up. Like you could totally be hyped up at the gym without any caffeine or maybe just a cup of coffee. Right. Um, but like, you know, they're like singing to themselves and like, you know, just like really, just really in, like it is a club at six fifty eight in the morning. You know what I mean? And they are just really feeling themselves and it's like no shade. Do what you got. If that's what your vibe is. Awesome. But I really feel like uh, that then you try to work out without it and you're like, oh, it's such a shitty workout. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's because you didn't have like 250 milligrams of caffeine right before you worked, like 15 minutes before you worked out. Um, so, you know, it's fine. I'm also like, I'm an old man now in that sense. Like when I was in my <laughs> 20s, I was like taking the jacked up, the this, the that, you know, um, doing all the things I could do. Um, so I've been there. It's fine. Like I've just noticed for my own body, I'm like, I'm not into that feeling. Yeah. Um, I think you just figure out what works. Right. Cause like you can overdo it and then 
get back to even keel. Like this is actually what's sustaining me throughout the day. But yeah, what you first brought up was back in the rain, you know, not from the energy drink company. (laughs) I was walking this morning and I just heard thunder and lightning. So the way we do it at our house is that I wake up with the kids Tuesday. I will pretty much, I'm awake every single day, seven days a week when they wake up. But then when the kids wake up, I usually have them go wake up Kate on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm just with the kids until Kate wakes up. Hmm. So on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I've started to walk in the morning because it's been really nice just to like go on a 20 minute walk or so. So I'm in this membership community I just joined that's hosted by, um, it's called clear. Oh my God. It's so good. But it's, it's like the (laughs) opposite of trying to make everybody feel good about what you're doing. It's called clear, calculated and vicious with Rob Bailey. Mm. So Rob, that's his, he just started it like three days ago. So Rob Bailey is the husband of Dana Lynn Bailey, her big industry. This is the same guy who has the like, fuck everyone, do what you yes. want. Or what's the, his, his, his motto slogan? is F Y K E it's fuck you kill everything, you know? And this is his mentality. This is what he does. Self-talk to himself. Okay. So yeah. it really, brings whatever works. Out, yeah. It really brings out the masculine side of me, like that masculine energy to go there. I mean, mm-hmm. my slogan's not going to be fuck you kill everything, <laughs> right? Like that's not a jam for me, but <laughs> I'm in his program and last night he said, because I watched the recording this morning when I woke up, he's like, go mm-hmm. out and go for a 30 minute walk of consistent cardio and try to do that every single day. And mm-hmm. I don't have a treadmill or anything at the house. So it's just walking and then spend 10 minutes venting and ranting into your iPhone. Just like push the record mm-hmm. button on your talk, you know, that voice memo situation on your iPhone and just let it go. All the go crap off. in your head, let it out. And then, which I could do another 30 minutes. I could do 30 minutes of that, I think, this afternoon, which I'll probably do that because it, it, the 10 minutes wasn't enough. Um, and then he said, do 10 minutes of dreaming. Hmm. So spend 10 minutes thinking about where you want for the next 10 years to be. And like all this stuff is not rocket science. I've been going to Hay House events for the last decade, right? It's like, this is what they've been talking about all the time is planning, going to these things, right? So it's cool to like hear somebody else that's in a different industry dive into this and this is what's been working. So he's like mm-hmm. the 10 year goal. It's not very detailed. It's more of an overview for 10 years. Cause that's so far away. And it could be, I want to own a house, right? But mm. what does that house look like? Get a little bit more detailed or I would like to have a, be a father in 10 years or something like this type of a, mm-hmm. it's a very generic, not like I want the driveway to go to the left or to the right. And I want to have four bedrooms type thing. And then do a three year goal of what your dreams are. So I spent, I was walking and then it started pouring down rain. And in Miami, it rains for a solid, like hardcore 10 minutes and then it stops. So I was sitting at the bus stop because there was a roof and just waiting for the rain. It went on for, kept going for 20 minutes and then 30 minutes. I was like, I'm just going to walk home now. (laughs) But I got all these dreams written out. And so it's cool to, and I'm going to add more detail because he's talking about creating your vision board. So Mm. how do you go about creating your vision board? And he's like, don't show it to anybody because then they have their own opinion about your own dreams. So like really Mm. have it for yourself. And so I'm going to take what I did. I'm going to go probably to a coffee shop or some later and then put that in pictures using Pinterest or some sort mm-hmm. of other screenshots and just saving it to my phone or computer. That's what I was doing this morning. That's cool. I love that. That's funny you yeah. talk about vision boards because Jaylee and I have always been big into vision boards and we like strictly you're not allowed to ask questions about a vision board. You're only allowed right. to like compliment or say something that you relate to. Oh, this word inspire. I really love that word. Oh, this image looks so cool. Like what a beautiful, like you're not allowed to ask any questions or like, you know what I mean? Like, what does this mean? What's this dog? I don't want a dog. You want a dog? You know what I mean? Like you're just supposed to be like, or if you have, or you just say nothing and you go beautiful, look at mine. Oh, beautiful. And that's right. That's it. You know what I mean? Cause like you said, then everyone puts all of their things into your vision board. Yeah, he did make it clear where you brought up a dog, which is a good point. He did say, if you have a 10-year vision where you want to live in Switzerland, but you're with a partner, you're Mm. with someone, Mm -hmm. and they don't ever want to live in Switzerland, they just want to live in Arizona, Mm -hmm. you might want to get clear with that person that you have a desire to go live in Switzerland in the future, right? right? So it's like, if you want a dog, you might want to be like, hey, what do you think about having a dog in the future? 
You right, know, it's right. like just to have that conversation with the other person so you don't get eight years down the road and be like, okay, I'm moving to Switzerland. And they're like, wait, <laughs> what's going on? Right. Yeah. It's a good so, point. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun, though. I like that. I, uh, I feel like, you know, it's interesting you talked also about venting into your phone because that's how I dealt with a lot of like my early transition and like discovering a lot of my masculinity was talking into this video that then I would put online and it would just mm-hmm. pretty much me be going off because then it, there was no fancy edits. There wasn't even editing at all. Like you press record, you like made sure it was recording and then you just uploaded it. There was no like, that, like your right. mom would yell and you'd just be like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? Um, and that like, it really, I think it really helped me. It was like a therapy session. It felt like, even though it, it was just me actually vocalizing what I was going through and the struggles I was having. Um, so that's cool that you, that you're doing that. And it'll be interesting to like read those or listen back a few years from now and be like, wow, man, you know? Um, yeah. I think the venting, I don't think I'll keep, you know, I think it'll oh, just yeah? be one of those things. I mean, who knows? I might just file it away and not worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. But the vision board is cool. You know, that one is a cool one to need because a lot of that stuff comes true and you don't even realize Mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think sometimes we fall into the trap. We have to vent to our people in our life and it's like, no, it's okay just to get it out yourself. What are you doing this weekend? What do you got coming up? Oh man. So this weekend we are going to New York, um, for a, my stepmother's 70th birthday. Um, and she doesn't know we're coming. She's like having, it's not like a big thing, but it's a bigger, you know, it's a celebration. It's at like a fancy place on the water. It's going to be great. Um, and um, I'm a, I am mostly plant-based, but I, I might eat like some fish or something that's local because it's at like a fancy place. So I'm like, it's going to mm-hmm. be good quality. So I might venture into some uh, animal products this weekend, but and it will be. It would normally just be really fun for Jane Lee and I to like hop on a plane, go to New York, get all dolled up, like go out on the water. You know, uh, the moon is going to be pretty full still because it's a full moon right now. So like, but now we have a baby or a toddler <laughs> rather, which is even different than a baby, right? <laughs> so now it's like we've spent like two whole days of like okay, do we go on Friday to Sunday? Do we stay just till Wednesday? Do we like, what do we do? Like, do, do it's, <laughs> it's almost like if we're going all the way there, do we just live there now? Like, do we just move there for three months to make the trip, <laughs> you know, to make the flight worth it? Or, I mean, you just did a flight to New York and back. Yep. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, we really like the pros and cons of staying or going. Um, but when you stay somewhere, it's just like, there's so many other things you have to worry about. Now it's like, where's the food in the house? What's Antler and you going to do? Where am I going to work? Blah, blah, blah. Antler's going to miss school, right? So now uh, we decided to just go on Friday in the afternoon and then leave on Sunday later at night. So we'll get a mm. full Saturday and Sunday, um, you know, hang out with all of the family and stuff. So I'm kind of like, you know, I, I still am wondering if we should just stay till Wednesday to make it worth it. I don't know. It could go really smooth. Like Antler could watch a movie on the plane and then yep. pass out. Like in, and, and we could be like, this is great. Right. Or he can just stay up the whole time. We arrive at 1030 at night in New York. He's like cranky as hell. And that, you know, and, and then he's up on, it, it could be a disaster. You get in at 1030 at night. Yeah. We'll get in at 1030 at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because we decided to leave later because my brother's actually flying too and he's leaving from Austin. So we were like, okay, well, if Uncle Matt is there, that's one more person to just hand Antler off to if needed. And Antler yeah. likes Uncle Matt and like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, this is our this is our airplane babysitter, so to speak. Good <laughs> luck, Aiden. Good you know, luck. um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm hoping that like, he's going to have a whole day of school in him. Um, we're going to pick him up before he naps um, from school. So I'm hoping that like, he'll fall asleep. It'll be dark on the plane. Cause you know, usually after mm-hmm. seven or eight, they lower the lights. So just like fingers crossed, but Mike, like, would you do now you're, you have two girls and one is much older, 
right? Like, I we have mean, a six and Penelope three is, yeah. yeah, Penelope's more like, you know, here, draw, do this. Would you agree? Like, rather than uh, Ruby, you mean who's traveling more like, or just at home? Traveling, or is it just uh, a traveling? <laughs> what? Is it or is it just a nightmare all around? Doesn't matter what age. Like. Well, going into traveling now, I just assume the whole trip's gonna kind of suck. Like mm. I look at it completely pessimistic. You know, mm. like mm-hmm. when it comes to our kids, like for the most part, Kate and I are good on the bedtime routine. Stays the same. We always mm-hmm. leave in the morning instead of later at night for our mm. situation, so that way we can you know can keep a bedtime consistent type mm-hmm. thing when we arrive, depending on where we're going, obviously if we're flying to California, it's a different situation. Um, there's a little bit more flexibility on times to leave in Miami than in Maine. Right. Right. So bigger airport, et cetera. Um, but no, it's like when they're on the plane, it's like, you can watch pretty much as much TV as you want. You know, it's just right. like, that's, that's the moment you, you let it roll. And I'm like, cause Kate, we, then we could read books. They're going to ask us snacks, snacks and TV. Yeah. It's snacks, snacks and TV. TV. I'm just like, great. Go do yeah. your thing. And then if it's How a many super movies? long flight, we'll be like, okay, we're going to take a break. But you know, if it's two hours, we're just like, okay, just whatever. This is a, this right. is your abnormal situation. It just makes life easier. Um, yeah. and I know there's people like have their own thoughts about it, but I'm like, whatever. It's like, it's our. But I do know when the travel situation, especially on a short duration you're doing, it's just like, okay, I just have to let go of kind of anything I want to get accomplished. Right. Because it's going to be dealing with the kids out of the routine and their different situations. So, right. Yeah. And well, that's why we're just like, get a pawn. Like, we were thinking, well, there's going to be a lot of family around. So it's just going to be like, here, you take him. Here, right. you take him. Here, you yes, take him. And even correct. if he stays up late, like, if he's like, we're not like, Yes, we'll try to get him to bed at the regular time, but like even the party doesn't start till six thirty. And this kid is like going to right. bed around that time. Well, now he goes to school, so now he goes to bed around seven thirty now. So he takes yeah. a nap. Um, so we're just kind of like whatever, like whatever he does. Yeah. Oh, he's up in the middle of the night. Hey, mom, you want to go get antler? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. You know, um, and we're just kind of expecting it to be a little bit of a shit show. Um, and then on Monday, the the hope was that on Monday we'll be back and he'll go to school and he'll be right back into his normal routine. Um, not saying that he will go back into his normal routine, but he'll go to school. You know what I mean? Like he'll come yeah. home. Um, this is such a great hopefully... example of parenting. We have this whole idea of what we think it's going to be, and then it never right. Turns out. No, exactly, exactly. Well, is that your uh, is that your goal? You're just like really pessimistic. So you're like, it's going to turn out like shit. And then maybe if it goes kind of good, you're like, hey, it wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, it no, it's just worse. it's like thinking because <laughs> we have the routines at home and thinking we're going to hop back into it. But it's right. so like we don't actually have control of anything in our life. No, right? Like it's the no. illusion that we can actually control anything. Like, Let we alone another being. Exactly. That, yeah, totally. Like a freaking <laughs> wild three, six year old. And, you know, as parents, you, we think we actually can control them doing their thing and it's not right. It's like, we get frustrated mm-hmm. at our kids because they're not listening to us or wanting mm-hmm. us to do us. Right. It, it's like Penelope was just homesick for five days. She had this mm-hmm. crazy situation that went down and I'm not going to go into detail about it. Cause it's, you know, it's embarrassing for her, some of it. So, yeah, but it, it's like we came back from Kate's grandmother's funeral and Penelope's basically been home from school for four or five. She just went back today, but for like four days, five days, mm. like mm-hmm. that wasn't expected, right? It's like we came back and we had a really good trip while we were gone and it was awesome, but we came back and it was complete unexpected. So we're like, okay, how do we change our life around to right. take care of this six-year-old and make sure that she's got everything that she needs to heal, right? And to get better. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I don't, I mean, we go into yeah. it with all these thoughts and like, it's like, this is, this is going to be great. And then it's like, it could go yeah. really great or it could totally blow up in our face. Yep. And that's a perfect segue into today's topic. <laughs> is it not? Yeah. Is it's it not? Good. This concept of thinking that you can control what's going to happen even outside of other people or like, even like specifically with yourself, right? Like you think oh, I'm going to be able to control. So for this podcast, Mike and I were like, yeah, we'll be able to control when it's happening, how it's happening, what it looks like. Um, and especially this is one of the first, not not the very first, but 
one of the first projects like this. So I have a nonprofit in which we have a whole board, you know, there's about 10 of us there. So that's a big group effort, very team oriented. Mm -hmm. But I will say that outside of that, the company that I started, like all of the things that I've done have solely it's been a, a single project. And then Jane Lee as my support system through that. And so she's helped mm. me and supported me. But at the end of the day, it was mostly just me. And so this was the first thing that I was doing that lasted a long period of time. Cause I did try to start a podcast in the past and it went great, but unfortunately the other co-hosts had to drop out. So it didn't really last. Right. It was like the longevity of it was, was very short. Um, and so this is the first time, and this one was much more thought out and all of these other things, but it's like working with another person. You can't control the other person either. Um, and so this all to lead to this podcast is just under like two years of, from the first communication of like, Hey, Mike, do you want to write, like, do you want to make a podcast together? To, I think it was, do you want to do a project or something together? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The same. So, um, you know, from that to, hey, we're starting, like, hey, the podcast goes live, right? <laughs> like, um, that was almost, I don't, I don't know the exact date, but it was just under, it was like a year and 10 months or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So just under this two year mark. And we thought that we were going to have it going at least three other times, um, three other times we were like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then, you know, like first it was, first it was like, yeah, this is going to happen. We started getting into it. And then you were like, you know what? You know, you should tell this part cause it's your story, but like, yeah, you and Kate well, had to I'll give some con, you want me to give some context around the big leap? Yeah. first? Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, so there's this concept called the big leap. And I Kate and I read this book. It's by Gay Hendricks and the book is called The Big Leap. And I just you were just there's a TV show out called The Big Leap now. Yeah, but it's not about It's this. not the same thing, but I thought it was hilarious cuz we're recording this podcast and then you were talking about the TV show the other day. And I yeah. haven't seen it yet, but I I was reading it. the book at the same time that they had first contracted me to watch the show and see if that's I like amazing. it so then I can work with them. Yeah. So I was like, this is so cool. Um, so so cool. yeah, keep going. Yeah. So we read this probably seven, eight years ago. And basically what the concept is, the summary, I highly recommend you can listen to the book, read the book, but it's really great. great new things happen in our life. So big things, maybe it's you graduate from college or you get accepted to a new college. You have a new baby we're starting a new project together, this podcast, the state of men business, whatever this turns into that it's where it's writing a book. Maybe it's like you're producing a movie or you're doing something in your life, like going to some sort of, right. Just think back in your life of these moments that are pretty big deals, right? Maybe it's moving out of your parents' house, or maybe you still live with your parents and, you know, maybe it's starting a new project, whatever that looks like. What happens is we go towards that goal. So let's take this podcast, for instance, as our example, you and mm -hmm. me decided to, you reached out to me in November and we're like, Hey, let's do something together. I'm like, yes. Cause I've been thinking about working with another man on something. Cause I ran a company still running a company with my wife after basically a decade. And I knew it wasn't long-term for that project, right. With, with Kate, it was, doesn't mean it's over forever, but I think the time frame has run its course. So as I was moving out of the business and she's overtaking, you know, she's taking the day-to-day -day operations and running the company and we started doing this first, it's like, I told Aiden, we started putting the pieces in place and I was like, I'm not ready yet because I have to close out my business, right? With what's mm -hmm. working with Kate, we have to get to some closing point that has to take place. And then I don't remember all of the, I feel like there was something else in between. And then you had to write your, your book proposal. Yeah. So the in-between was, so first it was, we were sick. getting all, I got sick. Yeah. You got sick. And it was, you know, first it was like, Hey, I'm doing this thing with Kate. I feel like I need to focus on that. Like it was a big deal and I want to close it out in a good way. And right. It's a big shift. I mean, right. like you said, a decade, right. Together right. of because working it, on this. It's like if you and me are in a business project and 
we live in two different places. We're not married. You know, it's like if we're going to end a relate business relationship, there's going to be struggles, but it's going to be okay. It's much cleaner. It's like you can just kind of cut the cord. But when I'm in a business, it's not going to affect our marriage, our sex my life, kids, and our sex children. life, yeah. right? Financial relationships, like right. It's it's uh, it's heavy, dude. Like it's complicated. Uh, yeah, it's heavy. I can we'll imagine. talk about it in the future eventually. Right. Um, but it's it's complicated. So it's like, how do we do this? Because all the only thing we've known together is working together in business, and then our financial life was like together. And now mm-hmm. it's your face and your Kate goes by the name of Kate Northrup online. And so like Kate Northrup.com is transitioning out of her being the sole point to starting the company, the origin company. Right. So it's she like, was transitioning to, yeah, yeah. Running a company and not a personal yeah. brand. So then I wanted to close it out with her and then I ended up getting sick with my skin. Yeah. Right. And so that so was I like needed- in early 2020, I think. You it were like, started, I'm going to close this off. And then yes. you got sick at, so then it was like, hey, it was like, I'm just roughing the dates. It was like around August. You were like, I think I'm ready to do this. Like, I think, yeah. you know, Kate well, and I COVID are at a point hit. where. We forgot about that whole adventure. Right. Yes. The COVID frickin', hit. The freaking lockdowns was, and stuff. Yeah. Which wasn't that was too m- crazy March. to us. Yeah. That wasn't too crazy to us just because we weren't in the same place anyway. So it wasn't like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was crazy but it, I mean, it affected our- the life. Family, yes. right, right. Um, it changed and then, everything for us from our helping at our house to company to it went from we had assistance with our kid in school to now we had to have a primary parent and we had to have a primary worker, which mm-hmm. so many families were affected in this situation too, right? right? So, and then it, that dynamic hit and then it was like, okay, I got to work with Kate to like get this clarity. So that took through middle of, and then in June of 2020, we decided I'm not going to show up on the team calls anymore. I'm not going to be involved in day-to-day stuff. And then in September Move of 2020, out. we stopped doing the biz- the podcast together, which was almost... That's right. We, start- we right. launched our podcast one week before Kate and I closed our <laughs> podcast out. Which is cool. Or one... Yeah, it was one week. Basically and one a year. year. Yeah, yeah, we launched a new program, a new podcast one year after I closed out the Kate and Mike show, which you can still listen if you desire to. Um, and then I got sick starting in November of 2020, which led through pretty much March, February, March, right? Yeah. yeah. March, April of 2021. So it was like you ended one project and then you were about, we were starting to, to talk again in a more consecutive, like constant way, yep. consistent manner. And then we were starting to kind of make plans and then you started getting sick yep. and then you were like, I can't do this because it's not helping my sickness, like I'm just right. getting more sick. Um, and then it was like, okay, cool. Like let's hold off. And then in like that March, April, March area, March and April, we started talking again and then in May and then like, I don't know exactly, but then I, then you were like, let's do this. I'm ready to rock. Let's roll. Right. right? And then all, and I had been in the driver's seat the whole time, like waiting at, like waiting yeah. outside, like whenever Mike's ready, he's gonna come out. We're gonna do, we're gonna drive, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it was like I stepped out of the driver's seat, went into the back seat. You stepped into the driver's seat, and I was like in the back, like I don't know if I can do this. Like I have, you know, I'm trying to finish my book proposal. I haven't given it enough time. Like this is something I've been working on way before Mike and I have been doing this. Like I need. It was more of a focus thing. I think it was like I. It was hard for me to to figure out my main focus. So it was another big leap for me because it was like, I have to actually sit and write this proposal. Like I have an agent, I have things to do, like this needs to continue to progress. Um, and I was kind of like, just kept pushing it to the side. So then I said, I'm not ready. And then about, I don't know, maybe it was like four weeks. It wasn't as long, but it was like a maybe a month or so. Um, and then I was like, you know what, like, I had finished my proposals first draft and I was like, I can do this. Like there's, I have enough mm-hmm. time. It's just that I was so scared to really jump into my book proposal. Um, and I was allowing this podcast and other things to be like, I don't have time for my book proposal. I've got to do this and I've got to do that, you know? Um, and, and now I'm like, I do all the things. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is in the way. It's like, there's plenty of time for all of it. And you even said that you're like, you know, you're like, there's plenty of time for all of it, but it, you know, I didn't believe there was, so there wasn't, you know, I didn't right. have that belief. Um, well, resistance con- came up and then a week after you told me you didn't want to do it, 
Because then I went through my old process around where I was really disappointed and upset. Yeah. You know, like, and fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm yeah, doing it I was like, you. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> and then we had conversations because it made it sound like <laughs> you were just completely out. And I'm like, we're already moving. Like, I'm just going to start it. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then I think a week and a half later, I broke my kneecap. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you said yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of came into it. It was interesting what you heard because I was more like, I just need a little bit of time. It doesn't mean I don't want to do it. Right. But like you kind of didn't hear that part. You just kind of heard like you you didn't yep. hear that. It doesn't mean I, you just heard, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we went and which, had a re, you know, we chatted about it all. And then, um, right. Yeah. And then it led to us planning this. And then you right. and I had a really kind of, you kind of called me out on some shit, which I, we could definitely talk about in future episodes. So, and mm-hmm. if we go down that route, if not, and so I had to really think about, cause then I got mad again. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, this dude's silencing me. He's telling me to be quiet. Right. It's like my, all my, all my arrogance and right. shit came up. So I go right. from zero to 10 very quickly. I, I'm your best friend at a five, six, but I can go like the world's ending to a zero and it's like rockets yeah. fuel at 10. Right. <laughs> so, which, which that, that's not a great place to operate from, right? Operating in a zero or 10 space, like five or six mm-hmm. is where I want to really operate for myself. And so then we started just moving in that, that conversation was very um, freeing in a way, in mm-hmm. retrospect, thinking about it. And it was very truthful. Um, and then I had more conversations with people regarding what you were talking to me about. And, you know, it was pretty accurate. And now I look at some of the stuff. Like I just logged into LinkedIn for the first time mm. in like six years yesterday. Cause I'm, I think I'm going <laughs> to do some stuff on that platform. And like, I saw messages I was sending to friends. This is when I started my direct selling business years ago. And I was like, I can't believe I sent this to people. Like what <laughs> the hell? It's awful. You know, yeah. it's awful. And I was like, wow, the immaturity that's there, but it's, mm. it's, it's like what growth, I knew though. six years. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that message was, was almost eight or nine years old. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I haven't used LinkedIn actively and ever, probably ever, Mm -hmm. but I've been on there for a really long time. And so it's just, and then it kind of came to the place where you and I started getting in a flow once Mm -hmm. we were like, okay, let's go, let's go. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because you call, you called me out on a lot of shit, but it was, it wasn't big things. It was like these little one-liners that you would throw out, right? So like, for instance, because we've already talked about the book proposal, you were just like, well, don't, I think you said like very blank and clearly, which I'm like a cancer, I'm sensitive, language is yeah. important to me. And you were just like, well, don't blame the podcast for not getting your, your book proposal done, <laughs> right? Right, right? And I remember getting <laughs> off the phone with you and just telling family i'm like he doesn't understand all the stuff i have he doesn't know about like the the tra- like the trauma i'm working through to get this book proposal done like he doesn't get it da 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 like you know um, yeah he's telling kate wrote a book in in a, in a night or something or you know like i took whatever you said and just blew it out of proportion right, right? yeah and this um, is what the big leap talks about like this is we're yeah. live yep. actually playing back what we go through yeah 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 and like um so all of these, because so the at big, that moment we weren't even rec- we weren't recording it, right? It's like no, we weren't mm-hmm. spending maybe an hour a week or two hours a week out of what mm-hmm. there's 168 hours in a week, you mm-hmm. know, like talking about the podcast, right? right. And so and building our was, relationship was correct. more of what we were doing at that time. It was more like we were calling to talk about the podcast, but then it would just spiral into like, what are you doing? How are you doing? What am I doing? Hey, here's some right. advice. Here's some other stuff. Um, but like each time we were ready to do something big, like this podcast, this something that can and will like drastically change the way men view masculinity, all the things that Mike and I have planned for the future of this podcast, um, you know, and events around this podcast. It's like, that's a really big thing. And it really can up in up level us in our lives, in our purpose, in our drive and how we view the world, how people view us in the world. Um, and so it, it, like so many things just got in the way. Um, I mean, like, and, and not just like an emotional sense, but like literally 
<laughs> Mike's skin started to like got inflamed and like fall you know off. Hut, fall off right and one and in one of the first practice episodes that we did back in July I literally couldn't see out of my left eye and this is when Mike was like you right. need to read this book <laughs> cuz what the hell is going on? so I had never gotten this before it's called like a wave migraine I don't know that's like it's not the scientific term but it's like what people refer to it as which pretty much just means like it was after I had a big sinus infection, like your vision in one eye becomes very wavy and everything is moving. And mm -hmm. I, I literally had to like stop the, our podcast and be like, Mike, I have to get off of the screen because I think it was staring at the screen. And I was thinking that. Yep. And then it got worse and worse. And I like almost, I couldn't even like text Jenny Lee on my phone because I couldn't see, like everything was just moving. Um I like pretty much, I was convinced that I had cancer in my eye. I was going to be going blind. I'm never going to see my child grow up. How is like, we're gonna have to move back with my mom. Like, <laughs> all of, you know, I went down that spiral of hell. The whole uh, way. The whole, I went right to the bottom, just like very, like, um, and, uh, and so it was like this concept of like, Hey, Aiden, like you're trying to do this really big thing, especially as a trans man, stepping into this masculinity space, knowing that there are going to be many men who welcome me and many men who do not. And um, just like, I, I, I can't see <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like talk about like uh, a block. Um, and it's like all internal, right? Like there was no real reason that that happened. Like, yeah, maybe it was a sinus infection and I had this pressure and it gave me a migraine, but it, at the end of the day, like to me on a, on a symbolic level, right? Like, what does this really mean for me? And why am I going through this? It's like, because I'm about to take this really big leap and my own body is like not used to feeling good in this way. It's not used to believing in myself in this way. And so it wants to push those feelings away. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was like, oh, it's when you do big things. And what I really related to in this book was the smaller things. And one, some mm -hmm. of the examples oh, he would, point. one of the things he would be giving, it's like, you know, you're outside. Like, so for me, it's like, it's a beautiful day in Texas. The sun is shining. The temperature is perfect. You're playing with your son. He's laughing. You look over to your right, your wife, she's smiling. You feel good, right? Like, everyone is fed. You have a house to live in that is prettier than the houses you've lived in before. Like all of these things are great. Right. And then all of a sudden I get an image of like antler falling off the slide, mm -hmm. hitting his head, you know, becoming like, you know, uh, brain dead. We now we're living in, in a hospital and die. And it's just like, it all happens in an, an instant. Yeah. And it's like, I have had that happen so many times. Like, will be really good. And then all of a sudden I'll just imagine like a bus coming and literally hitting us while we cross the street or my mom in New York falling down the stairs and nobody knows. And like all of these negative, crazy, just so far out there events that would flash. And they like literally in a download of like one second, I have the mm -hmm. whole storyline completed from what happened to 10 years down the line of miserable. And I had to really, this book really taught me like, why like you're so you are more comfortable in the pain than you are in the joy that when you get to joy and you have this feeling of like just feeling so good that your body and your mind is and your emotions are like this is weird like let's just throw in some trauma because that's what we're used to and it, it's like nothing is going on right now everything is great but instead i make up a story in my mind to remove me from that joy and happiness and so I've now like I, you know, in our house, we're like, oh, you know, I think I'm upper limiting myself because all I can think about are all the bad things that are, could happen with this. Or, you know, um, like if I have a bad thought like that now, now I think like Aiden, like I'll think, okay, I'm going to be on a plane going to New York. What if it crashes and I have my wife and my brother and my son? Like, what am I going to do? What would I do? What, you know? Um, and it's like thinking about that is... It's like, and what if hap what happens if like you get on the plane and Antler watches a movie and eats a snack and falls asleep and you get to read your book or have a great conversation with your brother mm -hmm. and then you land and everything is fine and the whole trip goes smooth and everyone has a great time and you like, 
like what happens if that happens? Right? right. Like what if it's just a great, amazing time and you don't regret one minute of it? It's just so far fetched in my mind. It's just like, yeah, we're like allergic. We're a, well, we're society is trained to be allergic to fun and joy in a way. Yes. Right. And then those things only fit into certain categories. It's like, you have to be at a baseball game and you have to be drinking beer and eating peanuts. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's where the fun is. You have to go to a rock show and do all your ecstasy, right. And like trip out, right. And, and do escapism. And you said something that I forgot to do about the big leap. It's called upper limits. So all the things we were mm. describing that happen is we upper limit, right? For example, would be another one is I just moved from Maine to Miami. These are two completely different cultures. It is two completely different financial layouts and situations. Like the people here are a lot different than who live in Maine. Like everything is different, right? When I walk around here, you know, like the traditional car in Maine, because the we have a winter for a really long time, it's like a Subaru, right? A traditional car in Miami, when you walk around downtown Miami, it's like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Austin <laughs> Martins, like Bugattis. Like you're talking 250,000 to a million dollar cars, right? And right. so I come down here and I'm like, wow, it's, and just the, this, if I, it's not all about the money, obviously, right? But it's just like, I always put things in the perspective of looking at it from a financial way. That's just kind of how, where I find a lot of joy and excitement. So if I come down here, I'm like, well, I'm not worth it. Like I can't mm. drive a Lamborghini or Ferrari. I don't care. I don't want a Lamborghini or Ferrari. It's not a desire of mine to own these cars. It's not a thing. Right. But it's like, I'm not worth a half a million dollar automobile. It's like, mm -hmm. I come down here. And so we start, I, I, it's like, I limit myself on my own possibilities. It's like, mm -hmm. I have to remain in the Subaru lifestyle. Like I have to be, there's nothing wrong with Subarus. Okay. Nothing wrong with, they're great automobiles, but just for the example, people follow along here. It's, it's <laughs> I have to stay, I have to be this conservative car owner to remain in a Subaru because we hear it so much about the stories of the humble people who just drive a mm -hmm. Subaru, who, have $20 million in the bank when they retire, but then just drive a Subaru. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's great. You know, all of it's good. But I think is, as we put, there's a limit that we place on ourselves for how much joy that Aiden's talking about we can take in in a day. Because mm -hmm. if we turn on, if I just go to CNN.com right now, the whole above the fold, which is meaning for those of you who don't know, it's everything you see on your computer screen without scrolling down or your phone. Right. Most of the time, I would say 90% of the headline is going to be some sort of trauma or mm -hmm. violence or damage or death. You know, it's like all in this and that's what we focus on because that's ingrained. There's scientific studies on this. I don't have them and I can't give proper facts, but it's like that's what we're addicted to. Right. We get mm -hmm. addicted to this. Oh, what's happening there? Listening to them or following in that. And then it turns into fear. And then we start fearing it. And then all of a sudden we try to grow from that fear. Let's say starting this podcast, if we come up to be like, oh, how are men going to judge me that I started this podcast? Like I'm partnering right. with a trans man. Oh my God. Did you see all the news about the trans people? They're taking over the world, right? It's right. like, we have to stop them. The trans agenda is happening, people. We have to stop it. So like if I go into there, I'm like, what's my dad going to think? Right? It's like, mm. what's this going to think? Or if Aiden, on the other hand, is partnering with a cis white man. White dude. He's straight they're dude. They're evil. <laughs> These people are evil, straight man that is two blonde hair, blue eyed children. Right? Like mm -hmm. evil person. Right? And so we go down this. It's like that's not healing. That's keeping us small. You know, it's keeping us limited where, where we are versus like creating a space that can be uplifting for other people. But it's also for myself. Like, I think what's interesting is to do this together because what I think what solidified us actually ready to move forward on this podcast was me awkwardly asking you to go on the, to take, because I broke my kneecap. So I couldn't get from Miami to Maine. And so I called like 30 people to help me and would on, awkwardly ask them to help me get from Miami to Maine. And I think mm -hmm. you and me spending time together in that car, once you, once I finally was clear with what I actually needed it, or I don't know, I forget how it actually went down now, but it's like, we ended up in the car <laughs> together and it was us like gelling on this road trip. And I had a lot of, I haven't had that much fun in an environment with another man in years, I would say probably yeah. years. 
where yeah. it was just like we just flowed through life and it was really fun and i had a, i had like a joy fun hangover when you left because i'm like <laughs> sitting at home you left and i'm like what do i do now like that was awesome you know and right. so i was like wow and i told kate i was like i haven't had that much fun in a long time like that was great we have to keep this going mm-hmm. so it was it was like it my my ceiling of what i knew was fun quote unquote like was opened and I could either retract it back to where I was or as we kept moving forward with this podcast. And I think that's what energized me more than anything else was just like that motivation of the road trip that kept the, for me, was like kind of kept this this train moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like facing facing the the fear and recognizing that like that's not <sighs> – that's not going to progress like that. That's going to hold me back. Right. Like that's just going to co- right. constantly hold me back. And that's, that's the difference between taking the leap and not right. So like the yes. big leap, right. So taking the leap of, of just being like, you know, and it's such like, I know it's so, you know, take a leap of faith. Like it's very played out in the language, but I, it also like based on all the things I've done in my life, it was always a leap of faith of just like, I have no idea mm-hmm. if men's health is going to like, if this is going to turn into a shit show going there and like, it's going to be terrible or it's going to be the best thing ever. Right. Um, and it's just like the leap of faith. It's just like, I have no idea if this is going to work. I have no idea. But when I tap in, it feels like the thing I should do. It's like, I also am the type of person who like, if I'm afraid of it, I'm usually like, all right, I guess I got to go do that thing. Like, you know, like there's a snake in the bedroom. I'm terrified. <sighs> give me the broom. Give me a box. Yes. I'm doing it. Let's do this. Like, let's get, you know, like I do, <laughs> I do not so want to jump true. out of a plane. <laughs> I am so scared of jumping out of a plane. And I feel like, like there's probably a high possibility that in my life at some point I will be jumping out of a plane. I'll also be wearing a catheter because I will be pissing myself the whole way down and I don't want to get the guy attached to me or person attached to me covered in piss, but um, it's probably going to happen. Like, it's just, if I'm terrified, I just, it's got to happen um, because it's, it's I'll go the with only you. I've done it way. Oh man, it's got to be somewhere beautiful. Like we got to fly to somewhere just yeah. immaculately blue water, just obnoxiously beautiful. And then, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just like taking this big leap, right. And all the things that come up before that and all the things that can, that you, you do yourself to hold yourself back. Um, and it's, it's like, it's, it was really life, like really gave me, it's like the book was life changing, not in this big way, but it gave me this language to recognize the things that were constantly happening. Like for me, it was a lot of those instant flashes Mm. of like, dramatic dramatic things happening where my life is forever changed um in an instant like it now when those things happen i just i literally sometimes i say out loud like i'll be and like jane lee and i will be having a conversation and i'll be like hold on and i'll just literally say it loud i'm like and i'll scream it because that's kind of like how it works for me i'll just start being like talking louder and louder and i'm like and what if everything's fucking great, Aiden? Like, what if right. you go and have a great fucking time? Like, can you imagine that happening? Like, God forbid you actually are successful and something happens that's amazing and all of your dreams come true. Wow. Like, you know, just kind of like, for me, that works, right? Kind of being like an asshole to myself in a positive way of being like, you know, God forbid Aiden has a great life. Like, you know, um, and it works like it really does. It, it just like sh- it sh- shakes me a little bit to bring me back to where to my reality yeah. of like everything is fine and nothing terrible has happened. And I've also for my own story, like I have gotten married, tried to be really successful and failed so bad that like we had to go live with my mom in her basement for a year and a half. And then I tried again and didn't fail as bad, but failed enough to the point where it still it was safer to go live in my mom's basement again for another few, like for a half of the year. So, like in my mind, I'm just like, if I fail, the worst case is like I'm living in my mom's basement. You're like that's in your mom's basement. <laughs> like that's where I'm going. Like if everything goes to shit, like I guess I'm just gonna go live in my mom's basement again. Um, which I know that, like you know, is even a privilege to be able to have a, a mom right. that has a basement to go live in. Right. To live um, in. 
right? And that's the work that like my mom has done for her life so that she could set up her kids in a way, you know what I mean? Right. So that that could happen. Um, but so yeah, the I've, goal I've hit, of this podcast is to is not to... have Aiden live in his mom's basement. Right, right. And so it's a good one. I like it. The bur- the burning burning my boat. Like if you, you've heard that saying, like if you want to take the island, you burn the boats. Like burning my boat will be when my mom moves out of that house because that's happening in the next few years. It'll be like my mom now lives in a condo. There's like no place for me and my whole family to go. I guess this has got to work. You know, <laughs> I'll call Mike. I'll be like, Mike, what's going on? You don't have a basement well, either. I live in, Miami in Miami now. We don't, they don't have, have basements. Yeah, we don't have basements. There's no basements here. Um, there, There is, you did mention something that's smaller and I just think it's, because we can focus on ourselves about how we put these upper limits, but we also can mm-hmm. do this in our relationships. Oh, great, so yeah. for instance, like what happens a lot in my dynamic with Kate and myself is that I'm very logistical. My brain thinks in logistics and systems, everything that I see and interact with, that's all I think about is like how this works, right? I love mm-hmm. watching things be built and think about how things are working. So a lot of times Kate is not that way. She's more of the big picture thinking she's an outward processor. She has to say things for 20 minutes to like get to a conclusion for 35 seconds, right? Like, and so it's like these type of things, which is great, right? But it's not it's totally me. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Not, I, I need to talk for at least to forty-five minutes before <laughs> I can actually come to my conclusion. Conclusion. Well, there's a lot of similarities between you and Kate, um, which is why we work well together. And it's the. But for what I notice is when she's in that mode of sharing her big ideas, like getting over her upper limits. Let's say for her, is that mm. all of sometimes I'll come in and squash them. And I squash them with logisticals. You know, I'll be like, well, mm-hmm. when are you going to do that? How long is it going to be? Where are you going to host it? Do we have the, you know, the system mm-hmm. is right in place for that. And the other day, this happened the other day. And she was just like, listen, I, I just want to, to share. And I said, okay, what might be helpful is like, before you start to say, hey, listen, I just want to get this out. And then that way I know in my own brain to be like, I don't have to fix anything right now. Right. I don't have to mm-hmm. solve it. She's mm-hmm. not asking me to solve anything. And it's for mm-hmm. me to notice when I go into the solving mode, is she actually asking? Or if I have input, like we had a conversation last night, I was like, well, I have a thought. Would you like to hear it or no? You know, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's prep, it's, it, this goes into our giveaway on the website at the state of men.com. Yes. The five day challenge would be the number one, number one. If you haven't downloaded it yet, go to day one, because it is that aspect of, is there a, like, does somebody want feedback right now or are they just looking to be heard, right? And those right. are two different things where how we can also squash. We do this with our kids all the time. It's like, can I go do this? No, 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 no. Just leave me alone. No, no, right? It's like all the time. You'd be like, all she wants to do is freaking like go take a blue marker out of here and go put it over here, right? Or something. And so it's something I've trying to pay attention to when it comes to interaction with my kids because it's, it's mainly inconveniencing me in that moment, right? With our kids. Right. And then with my wife, it's like we have baggage. There's there's baggage that's shown up of being together for 10 years. So it all, you know, it's these things that show up in that moment. So I think as we are learning on overcoming our own upper limits, we also have to be paying attention to are we squashing the other people in our lives' upper limits? Mm-hmm. And most likely it's men doing that. And I can say this from running a, a, a women, excuse me, running a business that was geared towards women or identify as female, it's, did I say that right? Is that correct? Did I say that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for so long in hearing stories about how their partners that are mainly men of the stories I've heard squash a lot of their desires and right. And there's always stories that come there. But I think as men in this dynamic, we have to catch ourselves more often and more frequently and notice these things when we're interacting with our partners in a relationship from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I didn't think of it from that aspect. So I think that, you know, I've, I've definitely done some, uh, upper limiting to Jay Lee for upper sure. Limiting. Upper limiting. Yes. That can be on a t-shirt. Are you upper limited? Up, upper, I think that's what they say in the book. You haven't read the book yes. in a while, so it's just a great, yeah. but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and real quick, just to answer your question, did I say that right? I think for the context, we say, you know, women, we're talking about all women, but I think because right. right now we're in this period where people are differentiating between trans women and 
cis women, like I think it is appropriate right now to be like people who identify as female, right? Because okay, it's like great. it's reminding people who don't think about trans people that like those they're in that category, like you know. Yes. Um. So, so yeah. Just a side note, but yeah. So I mean, um, the 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 big leap. Check it out, Gay Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not like a very long book. Like it was a very mm-hmm. easy read for me. Um, and I don't consider myself a fast reader. Like I'm very much like a, I don't know if I'm slow reader, but I just read. I don't like some people like I read a book in a week. I'm like, I don't have time for like, I don't know. I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't take my half hour that I read every night and get a whole book done. It's just not how I roll. Um, but uh, I would definitely suggest it. We'll put it in the show notes, um, all the information about it. So you could pick it up. Um, and Mike got me my copy. So there you go. That was, I didn't even have to buy. Oh no, I did buy it. Did I buy it? You bought you sent it. Me it. Yeah. You've sent me other books though. Um, so like our question to everyone listening is like, how, like, how do you limit yourself? Like, have you upper limited? Like, how and how have you upper limited yourself, right? How are you limiting your own potential? Um, I'm going to post that up on the Instagram and I'd love mm-hmm. to have a conversation there and have people kind of be vulnerable and share some of the ways. And then, you know, we all as a community can help support each other, right? Now let's make sure that we're not, you know, telling people what to do, but like maybe a good way to say something would be like, hey, I really relate to this limit. And one thing that worked for me was this. And then people can take what they like and leave the rest. Yes. I would say in the comments of anything, we like to coach other people Mm. and, you know, just like let people have their experience. And if they ask for a great way is what I shared previously is if they say, I love suggestions, or if you're somebody that posts or talk about a lot of things, but don't like getting suggestions, just add the sentence at the end. I'd love feedback. You know, right. and that way people can supply you feedback from there. Because we get in a dangerous perspective where it's like, I have so much to learn or teach this person. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, it's maybe they don't want to hear it. Maybe they just want to <laughs> kind of get some out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe they don't, they don't care about learning right now, um, which yeah. is a real thing. It's uh, for some people, it's like, well, I have the answer. Don't you want to know? It's like, I don't know. Maybe they just don't. It's totally fine. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram at the state of men. That's where I'll post up that conversation and we'll start it there. Um, Mike, anything you want to add about the big leap or anything we talked about today? It doesn't like, I think it's just recognizing your journey with the leaps and the upper limits because it doesn't Mm. stop. right? Right. Like for a while I lived this perspective of, okay, once this gets done, this will be easier. Or once this happens, this has just changed like in the last month for me. Like (laughs) I've always thought once I get moved to Maine, I always had this thing where my sentence was basically, once this gets done, this will be easier. Or once this gets completed, life is going to be here. And then I, I was listening to something. I don't remember what it was now, but it's just thinking about how as I've built a, as I'm starting to be able to handle, like the universe is going to give me what I'm able to handle. Right. So if Mm -hmm. I can, if I'm overwhelmed by all the things in my life, whether it's taking kids to school and this, it's like, I'm not ready to take on anything else. And I'm just going to keep feeling overwhelmed. So Mm -hmm. the way I looked at it now in the last couple of weeks, it's it, no matter until the day I die, I'm going to be busy doing something. Right. I don't foresee myself turning 60 and sitting watching TV all the time. Maybe I will, Mm -hmm. but at this point that's not going to happen. Right. And so there's always going to be something I'm into because I'm just into life. Like I like life. It's fun. Right. So how do I go about life without life overtaking me or I'm in charge of my life? Like how do I be in charge of it? And so for me with the upper limits to think about now, it's just like, okay, if I feel overwhelmed now, because as a masculine man, I want to be in control and I want freedom. So anything that in, that stops that, my freedom, I it seems to be a problem. But I had a realization about it. This was within the last month to say, okay, well, how do I go about not feeling overwhelmed with life, right, in that way and not just like give it all to me and I'll figure it out. So I like change it instead, instead of saying, once I'm done with this, then I'll be able to do this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. just bring it on and I'll figure it out. 
And so my, I have been way happier. Like life is not <laughs> as overwhelming as it has been. And it was a huge upper limit, I guess you could say, that I've had for a mm-hmm. long time. Because like I'm rolling out a podcast with you and then I'm also rolling out my consulting business again that I haven't had in a really long time. Right. So these are two overwhelming things. And so it's like, okay, bring it. I'm going to navigate the waters. And then you have kids and they're sick and they're traveling. And Kate's grandmother died, right? Like, oh, we're moving to Miami from Maine. Like, if I take all of the list of the things that I look at it on a piece of paper, I'm like, this is so. So it's like, all right, just give it to me. I'm not going to be able to get it done all day, but like one step at a time, right? And yeah. so how do we overcome those upper limits? And that's kind of the, I mean, that's what's been working for me in the last month. That could change, but yeah. What about you? You have anything else to to leave? Um, I think mostly just that, you know, um, the, the upper limits, they just, they come from within. And I think that Mm. if there's one thing that's empowering is that if it comes from inside yourself, then that means you can shift and change and, you know, don't compare yourself to how other people have shifted and changed it and like compare yourself to where you were yesterday and a year before and two years. And that's how you know you're making progress, but it's all inside. It's all this inner voice. And so Mm. being able to recognize it is the first step. Then being able to like, see how it affects you and then make the decision to make the change. I mean, that is always empowering to me when I realize that some of the biggest struggles I have are internal. Right. And like, some things are external, right? Like, you know, being born seemed to be a big issue for me, right? Like as a trans person, I'm like, you know, I can't really fix that. It's not something I can fix. But what I can fix are all these other things about how I feel about myself and the things I say about myself and, you know, all of those things. So, um, so it's all, it's all, it can all happen for you. It absolutely can all happen for you. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, thank you all for tuning mm. in. Please, uh, again, follow us on Instagram at the state of men, uh, the state of men.com. You can go ahead and get that opt in that uh, Mike was talking about. Um, it is called Are You a Good Guy or an Unintentional Asshole? So you should definitely go check that out. Uh, five day challenge. And also, please leave us a five star review on Apple or wherever you're listening to the State of Men podcast. We appreciate you and we can't wait to see you, hear you, talk to you in the next episode. 